When did you first become interested in fashion? Um, I think I was quite a late starter. Um, I grew up in the north of England. I was born in Yorkshire and then grew up later in Cumbria, Carlisle. And I, I, I went through the route of kind of, I, was, um, I did, was, did quite well in art, um, was kind of encouraged in that. It became my favourite subject, but I never really knew how I would um, make it into a career. So I did a, a, a foundation course and um, um, before going on that, I had no idea that, you know, what subject I would specialise in. But I, I guess I'd always, you know, read magazines and was, you know, kind of into the... Um, followed the fashion world, but, but not obsessively. I'm wondering, is it fair to say that it was when you were at Bottega Veneta was kind of the first time that you were unable to unleash your aesthetic, um, you know, through fashion? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Calvin was like an invaluable experience, and I went there in 96, um, the, the, just before I graduated, and... Um, it was kind of New York was very hot at that time in the New York design scene and it really taught me a lot about kind of discipline and you know that, that kind of the way a New York company is a big New York fashion company is run but then after a couple of years I realized that I needed to be in Europe to kind of go to the next stage and I specifically wanted to work in Italy because uh, I wanted to learn about how things were made and you know I, that seemed like the right place and yeah, by some, you know, in the end ended up working with, you know, some really amazing people. Um, and yeah, it was definitely my kind of breakthrough moment. And it was actually a really short time. We only did three seasons. Um, and um, I, I'd, I'd done a couple of seasons before freelancing from, from the UK. And because I was from the UK, the, the people who, it, at the time it was um, owned by a, a lady called Lara Moltedo, who, who had started the company. And she, because I was from London, she thought I knew, every, you know, everything about fashion and she asked me to recommend a stylist. And I'd always followed um, Katie Grant's work and when I graduated, I took my collection in and she was really nice to me when I took it into Dazed and Confused where she worked. So she kind of stuck in my, my head and so they asked me to suggest a stylist and I suggested her and they ended up hiring her. Um, and then she brought Giles in and then I kind of met Luella and Katie Hillier and a lot of the people who I still work with uh, at that time. But um, it took a little while. I mean, we didn't like start off as like firm friends I think Katie tried to get me fired at least once um but but it was yeah it was definitely like it was a big moment for us and it was a really in intense time and we were super young actually to have that kind of opportunity and and when it ended quite abruptly we were all I think quite upset but I think looking back can see why Gucci group took it in that direction and obviously have a lot of respect for the, the work they've done since. How would you define your aesthetic? It's quite a difficult one. I think maybe for me sometimes harder because I've, I've, I've not really ever had my own, uh, you know, my own label. But um, I think my approach to fashion is quite straightforward. Um, I think that's the, the thing that I, I feel most clearly about is that I don't 
I like to be quite down to earth about design and I'm quite straightforward and I like to have fun with it. I've always had, I've always made sure it's a studio that I've been in charge of is a really fun place to be, music. You know, it feels like what a fashion studio should be. And that, and in that way I'm quite, I think I approach things in quite an unpretentious way. I, if we end up creating something beautiful, I don't think people necessarily need to know the process, it's more do, is there something good in front of you? Um, I definitely like quite a sexy and bold um, kind of look. Um, but at the same time, I think my, my own aesthetic is very much tied in with the places I've worked. And, and they've generally been of a similar type in some ways. And it's about like mixing that kind of bolder, tougher, quite youthful, way of working that I like with kind of um, a real respect for like heritage and craftsmanship and it's that kind of colliding of those worlds that have really been the main points of my career you know that's generally what I've kind of that's where I've worked generally so it's that kind of combination of something sexy and cool and youthful mixed with something like you know real proper craftsmanship, which is something I really love and you can't have one without the other. What is the most challenging aspect of design for you? Um, I mean, the design process is so fun for me. It's like, that's, it's quite straightforward. And I don't, you know, the idea of sketching or brainstorming with people or, I mean, that, that's kind of the joy and working with the people to get it made. I think the, the biggest challenge is to, when you have an idea or there's something in your head that you like, is following that idea from, following that idea through the process. Because it can often take months and you've got to be really diligent about making it work and you've got to feel really strongly about that idea because you've got a lot of people to persuade along the way, you know, um, in terms of like, you know, it's not just about getting something out there to journalists, it's then have to get into the store, it has to be priced right. So it's like taking that like instinctive idea and making, taking it all the way through the process is like the biggest challenge because it takes a, a long time and you've got to get a lot of people on your side to make it really work. You once described your work as extreme luxury. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that still what you do at Lueve, do you feel? Yes, but I think probably my um, interpretation of extreme luxury will have changed. I think the last year or so, I mean, it's been so important to like move with the, move with the times and learn and not, not just create things in a vacuum because, it, I don't know, it would just be, you just couldn't stay relevant if you had thought in that way. So I think the way of doing things has changed a lot and I've really tried to change the way I work. I think it's been really important and I think it's been really healthy. Um, so for me, extreme luxury isn't necessarily having um, all available colours of exotic skins anymore, even though that's still important and I still do that at Loewe because we have a customer who who comes to, to, comes to us for those things so we can't obviously forget her. But the luxury to me now is very much a focus on like spending time on things 
making things as perfect they, as they possibly can be, you know, subtle color combinations, all, all the things that make something um, luxurious to someone personally, like the, the detail is really what, you know, how it feels when you touch it, what's inside, you know, those are the kind of, that's what luxury means to me today. With that in mind, I think it's a difficult question to ask, mm -hmm. but where does the way they sit in the current economic climate, as they say, and um, what, what does the way they represent? I think, I mean, I'm trying to, I mean, it's, I think Loewe has always had a strong, it's, you know, a strong identity of its own. It's just maybe not been known to that many people, but it has been going for over 160 odd years, um, started in 1846. So for me, it's, I mean, what its strongest values is that it has um, uh, a kind of, uh, a focus on craftsmanship and, and high quality um, and and I guess it I, I think it's it has a progress um, a kind of for me it, it's got those classic iconic references that that can be really you know that I love to play with but my job I think is to make it a kind of you know like a progressive or a kind of provocative take on the classic roots um, I think, yeah, so in terms of where it stands in like the market and the economy, it's kind of true values, like it's a company that's got real soul, so it's not, you know, if you go to Loewe for a leather jacket or a leather trench coat or a, a wallet or a bag, those are things that it's been making for decades and decades, and so it has a real authority and a real, you know, real reason to be there. You presented the latest The mm -hmm. Way Collection in what I felt was kind of a markedly unusual manner. Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, about very intimate series of little shows, mm -hmm. kind of halfway between a catwalk and halfway yeah. between a presentation. Um, what prompted that change this season? I mean, I, um, I think there's been a lot of debate over the last year or so about what what does a fashion show, what should a fashion show be in this, con in, mo in modern context? And, and I think that discussion very much started when I arrived at Loewe like a year and a half ago. And um, I've really embraced that kind of discussion because I f it felt very appropriate f for Loewe. Um, and at each season we've kind of done something um, slightly different with the presentation and I didn't feel like a need to do like a, a, a traditional Paris runway show um, I wanted something that kind of made us stand out and made us feel more, more special um, but also to kind of get the values of what we're trying to do across and I think when when I like I've been talking a lot about attention to detail and craftsmanship and subtle details that make it either provocative or progressive then you can't see that like 20 feet away or five rows behind people you've got to be really close to it and so that's really really been the aim of the presentations I've done at Loewe was always to have a very intimate atmosphere 
something that felt very of the house, but also something that allowed you to see like the work. For me, what you said is just kind of chimed in completely with what I thought about the show, which was right. that it's actually like you're burying your head in mm -hmm. the craftsmanship. Yeah. And I, I felt that that focus on craftsmanship is kind of a huge part of Lueve's history. It's kind yeah. of what Lueve is yeah. about. How much does that kind of technical knowledge inspire you in what you're making? Massively. It's really what... It's, I think it's why I took the job, really. I'd, I, I'd, have, I'd had some kind of knowledge of the Loewe, like, ateliers when I was working at Vuitton. I'd heard about it, and I think we'd had some things made. Um, but, um, I mean, everything kind of is born from that. And I think, to, you know, obviously in Spain and in a lot of Asia and in some parts of the world, Loewe is quite well-known and well-known for that craftsmanship. But in a lot of, like, in the UK, in some parts of Europe, in the States, it's not, so you kind of got to start with the, you know, you've got to introduce the essentials first. You've got to explain where you've come from. And like I say, I always try and make it, I always try and make it right for today. But yeah, those, the fact that I can go, I mean, the, the atelier is like 20 minutes from, from the studio. And the current head of the atelier has been at Loewe for 51 years, a gentleman called Angel. And it's just... I mean, it's it's so amazing to be able to work with someone who, I mean, I mean, it's just, I mean, so, sometimes I do things like, we'll try completely new things like I've never done before. Like, instead of doing a sketch, I'll describe what I want and just like kind of fluidly sketch and then we'll see something, you know, it's just a very, it's a really important, it's the, the kind of the soul of the company and it's been a, part, a big part of Loewe for a long time. Mm -hmm.